live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. And uh, you jump in, we'll help you out. It's what we're here for. Dante is with us in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Dante. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. It's an honor to be speaking with you. You too. What's up? So, um, real quickly, I my cousin gifted me two tickets for this weekend's Tennessee and Florida football game. They're really good seats, and the value is about eight hundred dollars that we can resell them for. Is it morally wrong for me to sell those by yes. cheaper tickets? It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He didn't. He didn't give them to use your side gig. He gave no, them to no. you to use. You give them back to him. Okay. Well, I don't want to give them back. I want to use them. Okay, if you want to use them, that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, get, yeah. I'd give them back. But no, I wouldn't sell that. The no. joy was okay. him. The joy for him was you going to that game. And so, if you don't want to use them, then his joy will be somebody else going to that game. I got you. Fair enough. Yeah, they're they're his. They're not yours. I got you. Can I ask you a second question, real quick? Sure. Kind of off topic of this one. That sure. was very easy. I have a couple four hundred one ks that have like a few thousand dollars from past previous employers. Mm-hmm. Should I combine them all into one? With my, my current player, or do I just leave them alone? Uh, I always just roll old 401ks to IRAs and um, get, get, just get with your SmartVestor Pro, and they can help you start an account to do all your old rollovers into. And that's where all mine are. Uh, they're all okay. in IRAs. If they were Roth 401ks, they'll become Roth IRAs. If they were traditional IRAs, they'll become traditional 401ks. So. It's an interesting question, though, going back to his football thing for a second. Yes. Because I saw that we, we get to see a little bit of a, like a half a sentence from uh, from our associate producer, Austin. He tells us a little bit about what you're calling about. Uh-huh. And uh, so but I, so I kind of thought I want, what, under what circumstances, if you won the tickets from a radio station, you would be able to sell them. I agree. Okay, yes, that's I not agree. A, that's not a thing. OK, um, but. Like if, uh, like I had a Titan suite for a while, uh-huh. okay, and I gave one of my people that worked here at Ramsey two of the tickets. Okay. If they took those and resold those, that would be o- not okay. Yeah. That- That's not why I gave them to them. It was not to yeah. give them money. If I wanted to give them money, I would have given them money. Or you might just tell them, like, uh, I give people tennis shoes sometimes because I love Jordan shoes. And if I give them, I'll say, hey, I don't care if you sell them, do whatever you want with them, but here give you Give them permission. I'll yeah. give them permission. If you do care, you know, yeah. you, if you don't care, maybe it's yes. a good thing to say. But, like, we actually had uh, Predators tickets that uh-huh. the company owned, and uh, there's a drawing every week for uh, a, a, an employee benefit. Okay. Uh, just to just – to, you know, just something nice to do for the team, right? Yeah. Um, it got to where nobody wanted to go for some reason, so we don't, we don't have it anymore. But uh, Shade. But one time, one of those team members took those tickets and sold them, and I thought that was wrong. You, did you? I was. I would have said that that would have been okay. okay really? Okay. But, right. Dave, technically, you bought the tickets. Let's be well, honest I mean, about it's that. Like I gave them to you <laughs> yeah. as an employee benefit. I didn't give them to you as a fundraiser. That's a good point. If I donated them as a fundraiser for your get out of debt plan, it'd be different, right? Yeah. You could use them or you could do whatever. But 
Uh, as a matter of fact, I'd rather you didn't use them then that you yeah. used them to get out of debt. But I, There's I don't some know. Gray I mean, area. Under, under what circumstances? I guess. I guess a if they tell you, sell yeah, them. Yeah, they say I don't care what you do. with I don't it. care what you do with them. I'm sick of this. I don't want them. I'm not going. You can you can burn them. You yeah. can sell them. You can use them. I think the quality of what the gift is, like like you said, a a, a box box seats well i mean that's a big deal yeah i mean if it was a five dollar ticket or something but i'm just saying you wouldn't bother to sell that but those eight hundred dollars but um for the florida game or but um okay here's another caveat if it causes them to have to spend money in order to enjoy it then they should be able to get out of it so if you say hey oh yeah uh, Yeah. but i would say that to back to the person as i gave them back to them yeah Uh, yeah you're you the know. kind of guy that would do that, though. You yeah. like you would give them an out. Some people, yeah. yeah. I would just say, hey, I can't do, I can't take these because I can't spend the money to drive to Knoxville for yeah. the game, okay, or whatever yeah. it is. In that case, um, it's but interesting. I mean, it's just, interesting. A little bit of communication goes a long way with these things. The guy yeah. might not care if you called him and said, hey, I'm kind of 50-50. fifty fifty. I'm thinking about selling them, but I wouldn't want to do that unless you were okay with it. Yeah. He, that might be a way to handle it. That's true, but then that's so awkward for the other person because what are they going to say? Like, no, just give them back to me. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh, I would definitely do that. <laughs> I straight up, if you call me and say, no, I gave them to you, and if you don't want to use them, it's okay, give them back. I'll find somebody who wants to use them. Yeah, that is but, true. Um, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting one, Dave. Yeah. You, you got to give the... Pr- you got to say, hey, this is for you. I, you know... I love, you know, whatever it is. I love Beyonce. I'd love for you to have these tickets you and your wife enjoy. Mm-hmm. Then that's a clear, use the tickets. They're for you to enjoy. If they say, hey, this is for you. I don't care if you sell it. I'm not going to use it. Do whatever you want with it. Then you have the yeah. the clear out. I was trying to think of the other one. Oh, I know what happened one time. I gave a guy tickets and he did sell them. And so these strangers come into my box. <gasps> That bought the tickets off the street. Oh, that's terrible. See, that's even worse. That's wor- and then you got to sit and talk to them. Yeah, you're they're, like, Who they're is in this my guy? private box, man. I mean, it's like we had a. We, that's that's why you get one. Oh, that's terrible. Oh man, and, and they're oh, and and I have to be nice to them, you know, because yeah. then they'll have a Dave story otherwise, right? There's another side to this, Dave, because this is making me go. This is like okay, you get it. <laughs> this is like a Christ. This is like a Christmas gift, right? Yeah, oh, it's I like return regifting Christmas Rachel. gifts regifting all the time. Rachel. That's Rachel's nickname, regifting Rachel. But not look, my mother-in-law. If she gets something, she's gonna look for it in the house. Oh, so I can't give. You gotta watch Rachel. She'll give you back the next year what you gave her last year, <laughs> and not remember it, and not remember it. She's I, straight up regifting Rachel. I think I heard her tell a story about giving the person the gift the, back. She's done it before more than once. That's hilarious. Yeah, so there you go. So it runs in the family. So I can't really say much to you, Dante, but <laughs> it's uh, if my own kids are doing it. But uh, it's interesting. It Under is. what circumstances? Number one, we got to have some principles here. Why, how it we can't decide? be a wrapped gift. It has to be something no, they no, put I, in No, I'm your saying hand. with the tickets. Under what, uh, okay. With the tickets, if you asked or if they said yep. it was okay, then it would be okay for yep. sure. Okay, yes. that, that's circumstances. Um, yeah, and, and for sure don't create... Um, you're not creating awkwardness like selling the public a box in a private seats in a private box or something. That's, yes, that's like so freaking strange. Yeah, that's oh, I'll bad. tell you, I'll tell you one too. Okay, if you give that guy the tickets, uh, this is this is different than selling them, and then he just doesn't use them. Oh well, that's even worse. And they're worth eight hundred bucks. That's even that's the worst of the worst. They burn you. Yeah, they just burn them. Yeah. And it's like, I could have given them somebody would have liked to have gone. Yeah. But you took them and threw them in the trash. That, that's just rude.
that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be rude. That, yep. That's there's a lot of ticket etiquette going on today. <laughs> there we go. This is the Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Chanley is with us in Birmingham, Alabama. Hi, Chanley. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Jade. Hi, Dave. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so my husband and I currently, um, outside of our home, have one large debt, and that is my student loan totaling $58,000. Um, I have a paid off vehicle that's worth about 68 currently. Um, I'm, yes, I'm really wanting to sell the vehicle to get something, um, you know, just as reliable and paid down some of that student loan. Um, is that, I'm sure you guys would think that is probably a wise decision. I guess my husband thinks otherwise because he's a car guy, but what are y'all's thoughts? What's your household income? Um, about 150. Okay. Do you have any other money? Um, no. I don't mind this idea. This is your only debt, the 58,000, or do you have other miscellaneous debt? Um, besides our mortgage, um, that is our only debt. And how much is his car worth? His car is paid, um, through his company. It's a, um, a truck that his company pays for no i meant the truck is in your name oh my vehicle no no no, no. His, his truck his company doesn't own it you own it and you no, have the debt right if his company doesn't pay you next week you still have a debt on that truck mm. right or do they right. furnish well, him, do they furnish him I'd a company truck or a car allowance um, well, it's his family's company. He and his father are in the company. So they pay, um, you know, for it monthly, but it is in his name. So if something happened, he would be paying, for, he would be on the hook to pay for it is what we're right. saying. Yeah. Okay. You, you, right, you're, right. you're on the hook to pay for it, period. Okay. So yeah, you, you have a car, you have a debt on his truck. He has a debt on his truck. Yes, sir. And how much is it? Yes, sir. Ooh, I have no idea. Yes. Um, another 60,000. Yeah. Oh, at least I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. you're looking at that debt wrong. He's looking at that debt wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's a family owned okay. business and he and his dad own the business together, that business does not have this debt. The debt is in your personal name. Okay. If he and his dad have a blow up and things go sideways, you have a huge truck payment to go with your paid for car Mm -hmm. so you need to pay that off also as soon as possible 
And I don't know okay. that we're going to get Mr. I'm not on this idea to go along with this, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, I think you need to do both. You need to clear the student loan and you need to clear your debt. And you guys have too much invested in vehicles for people that only make 150 K because these cars all go right. down in value like mm-hmm. a rock. And you guys have right. like, you know, you've got almost an a- annual income tied up in two cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way too much. Both of these vehicles are too high. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would sell I your would car, it. and I would buy no more than a fifteen dollars or $20,000 car. I would pay it on the student loans, and I would develop a plan to finish the student loans and finish his truck payment as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem here is not the debt. It's getting the spouse on board. It's the that's, perception that yeah. this isn't debt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if you own the company, you're self-employed, they don't, banks don't loan small businesses money. They just don't. They loan the small business owner money. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a small business that has debt, it's in your name. It's your debt. You have debt, period. It's basically glorified consumer debt mm-hmm. is all it is. And so dude has a truck payment. Heck yeah. That's all it is. That's what it is. Dude's got a truck payment. Mm-hmm. And he's acting like, oh, well, the company pays it. Well, this isn't freaking General Motors no. is paying the bill. This is your own self paying the bill. So you're swapping pockets and got the whole thing in your name and acting like because it's a business that somehow this made a truck payment smart. That's right. Dude's got a truck payment. That's uh-huh. what this is. Yeah. Because I guarantee he bought more truck than he would have bought if Hello. it was just his money. Well, because you know? the company's paying for yeah. it. Oh, by the way, I'm the company. Yeah. It's like my wife. I have been working for, gosh, almost 30 years to explain to Sharon that things that come from, like if we go out to dinner mm-hmm. and it's a, a company thing and the company pays <laughs> for it. I already know where you're going with this. She, she says, oh, I'll go. It's free. It's a business expense. It's free. Ah. It's not free. <laughs> if you own the company, you just bought yourself dinner, woman. That's a fact. That's it. I mean, it's not like, I'll go because it's free. It's not free <laughs> the emotion you know how many is times different. we've had this discussion going somewhere in the car over and over i want to do it it's free the company ah you own the company you just swap pockets it doesn't make it free oh it's the same exact thing i'm a little like sharon on that <laughs> well you don't own the company though that's true so if the company buys you and sam dinner it is free that's true hello but if you if you and Sam do something on Sam's business, it ain't free. It's not, but it does feel different. <laughs> Sharon, if you're out there, I sympathize. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> and it's a good We're thing. We're safe. We're safe. <laughs> no, you're safe. <laughs> uh, Bridget's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hi, Bridget. Welcome to the Ramsey Bye. Show. Hey, what's up? Oh. I love your show. I love your kids. I love your family. I love Sharon. Thank you. <laughs> we all love you. How can we help? Um, I'm in the middle of a farm situation. My husband passed away a year and a half ago, and um, I'm up in the air about finances and things, and and it it, it kind of uh, it started. Out, he had a will. He gave it to his brother and sister. Um, if something happened, he changed the will. It didn't get signed before he passed away. Then and it's not a will. 
Uh, not in Iowa. It's not. The changes. No, if you don't sign a will, it's not a will. I couldn't rip the IV out of his arm and have him sign it. I I could have if I was a shady person, but I wasn't. And He didn't sign the will. It's not a will. That's just the legality he was dying. of it. He was dying. I don't care. And if he didn't sign it, it, it's not a will. I do care. I'm sorry he died. I'm sorry he no, went through this. No, I know. Darling, Thank well, you. I what were the changes? What were the changes? Where, where's the issue? Um, he, he decided that he didn't want his brothers and sisters as involved as they were. We were only married 10 years, um, but through our grandchildren in life, he, he's like, you know, this isn't the way I want it. Okay, so where are you today? Who, who Who's getting what according to the will that was signed that the um, brother has? Nobody is because we've done settlements that didn't work out we've done a mediation it didn't work out another brother has passed away one of his brothers it's just getting snowballed into a bigger mess than it was in the first place what's all this money what's all this worth uh a lot what's a lot six million million. okay how old are you 65 Okay. Why, why have the uh, why have the um, mediations not worked out? Um, a couple of them contested and have no counter at this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have an attorney? I do. Okay. Does the will that was signed that the brother holds give you what you were looking for? Yes. Got no problem with So why are you, you're not contesting anything then? Not at all. I don't want a third of a farmer. I'm not a farmer. I'm from Chicago. Okay. I guess you need to get an attorney and have your attorney go before probate court and tell the judge to rule on this. Because they can't, you haven't been able to settle it and you haven't been able to mediate it. The judge needs to rule. And the judge will make a ruling and then it'll be settled. That's what you need to do. Quit screwing around with making everybody happy. They're not going to be happy. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Douglas is with us. Hi, Douglas. How are you? Happy to be here, Dave. Honored to have you, man. Honored to have you. Love your T-shirt. <laughs> Pleasure is Discipline mine. equals freedom. Amen. Well done. Sir. Amen. So where do you live? I live in a small town in Sonora, California. Oh, very nice. Yes, That's sir. a nice area. It is. And uh, how much debt have you paid off, Douglas? $192,000. Right. How long did that take? Uh, from uh, uh, your Financial Peace University, it was five years, five months. All right. I love it. Yes, and uh, what was your average or your range of income during that time? Uh, $56,000. I now make 87000 Way to go. Whoa. Yes, sir. What do you do for a living? I drive Big Red. I'm an engineer firefighter with Stanislaus Consolidated Fire Protection District outside of Modesto. Cool. Love it. Good wow. For you. Look at that photo. What kind of debt was the uh, 192? 
It's the weirdest debt you'd ever hear of. It is uh, my house. Hey, let's go. <laughs> well, we're looking at weird people you with know, a paid-for house. It goes. A big red driver with a paid-for house, baby. <laughs> Game yes, on. Yes, sir. I love it. Congratulations. Yes, Thank Congratulations. You. Well, tell us the story. What started this journey five years ago? Uh, started the journey, basically, um, I had a new engineer bid in with us, and uh, he, he said, have you heard of this Dave Ramsey guy? I'm like, No. And he's like, well, you got to check him out. I was like, oh, okay. Well, he, he got me into FPU. He's right here with us today. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, he got me into FPU. We did FPU. And uh, then uh, also uh, one of my interns, it turns out, uh, he got hired uh, with Modesto. He, he ran our table during FPU. He's also with us today to celebrate as well. All right. That's awesome. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Where'd you take the class? Uh, we took the class at a church in Modesto. I don't remember it, the name of the church, but okay. it was uh, okay. it was it was wonderful. Uh, we had uh, this might make you laugh a little bit. Thirty five credit cards Woo! on our table. Wow, there it is. Chop them, chop them. Get them rid of them. Serious plastic surgery. You well done. You. That's five years ago. Your income over five years goes from fifty six up to eighty seven, and you just keep plinking on the house. Yes, sir. Did you yes. have any other debt when you started? Uh, I was. I had a little bit of stupid because I had been told you have to have a credit card to buy a house, mm-hmm. and we both know that ain't true. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was just like a hundred or two hundred dollars on that, but yeah, Knocked that, that was gone immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, just a matter sir. of saying, okay, I'm going to line up for the long haul. Never again. Going to do a little marathon run here, a little five year run, and knock the house out. How old are you? I'm 46 years old. How old? What's this house worth? This house is now worth, uh, last I saw, uh, 340000 Good for Come you. On, and how much you got in retirement? Uh, retirement right now, well, I have my PERS uh, mm-hmm. retirement, and then I have uh, currently 50000 Okay. Working Good for on you, that. man. Going to well hammer done. that out. Well done. You've done great. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. And all making 56 to 87. Congrats. Yes, sir. Very yes, sir. Cool. Yes, sir. So you paid off your house. Oh, I'm just struggling I'm just, my mind is blown by this. Five and a half years, basically. Most people do that when they get intense in about seven years. What, how did you do this? And what would you say to other people? Because most people, 46, it doesn't matter if you're 46, 56, (laughs) they don't understand this idea of paying off your house. And they certainly don't understand how in the world someone could do it in five years and five months. Well, if I could share, like, I would love to share that feeling um of the freedom you get once you do it if 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 people could just have five seconds of that um they never go back you never go back uh there were there were days where you would put in like uh, our our typical shift we work a 48 hour shift and then we're off 96 um there were times where i'd put in six seven eight 10, 24 hour shifts just to knock it out. Um, That was a big part of it. Um, The big part for me um, was like you said, uh, you inspired me so much with changing that family tree. Mm-hmm. I want something to give away to my family someday when mm-hmm. I'm when I able to find that lady and, and have my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, way to go. That's so Proud cool. of you, man. Thank you, sir. Good work. Thank All right. So when much. somebody says, uh, you, you know, a new guy comes on the shift and you go, um, now you're the guy bothering like your buddy over there, right? <laughs> um, hey, you got to try this Ramsey stuff. What do you tell them the secret to getting out of debt is? I got a paid for house. I'm 46. <laughs> well, we actually had that conversation with Firefighter Baker the other day. Uh, <laughs> we already showed him every dollar. And when I get back, I want to put him through Financial Peace University. Uh, the main thing being is, is to stay focused. Um, pay attention to the people around you. 
And uh, the main thing being is just you have to believe that you can do it and knock those other voices out around you, block them yeah. out. Uh, those saying, oh, it's good debt. You have to have debt. No. No, you don't. You You're in California. Do Nobody has a paid for house. <laughs> this oh, guy does. Except <laughs> Douglas. Except Douglas. Yeah. Yes. And now I think my biggest problem is is trying not to, you know, being too much of over it. You know, you have to like slip in a little bit. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you're a Ramsey. <laughs> you you, you want to just take your baseball bat and go, hey, wake up. <laughs> Knock him on the side of the head. <laughs> I love it. That's well, great. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Oh, we thank we you. appreciate it. We're so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. We've got the uh, Live and Give box for you. Thank and you. And that's the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. That's your next step yes. for sure. Yes. And the Total Money Makeover. Uh, yes. for you to give away and maybe get somebody started and i'll give you a financial peace university in that kit Thank and you, you can so use much. it for a firefighter baker that way oh, be absolutely perfect. absolutely Very knock him stuff. on the head with it yeah. <laughs> hit, hit him with the box and then hand him that yeah. and i'd like to say one thing one more thing before i do my screen i want to thank my family this is my father and my mother they came down with me from virginia today that's the man that taught me how to work that's mm. my hero. If you want to know who a firefighter hero is, Amen. he's right wow. there, and he's also right there. Oh, so sure. there, there you have it. Proud of you, guys. So, well you done. Son. Well done. And I know your dad is. Excellent <laughs> stuff. And your mom. Good, good, good work. All right. Douglas All right. from Sonora, California. How do you do it? You work consecutive 24s. Whoa. Mic drop. Yeah. Oh, five years, work. five months, paid off 192000 House and everything. And yes, I did say California. 56000 to 87000 as a firefighter. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! This is oh, how man. you do it in Sonora right here. I'm just saying. That's great. Wow. Powerful. That was something. He almost knocked himself over with that scream. That was intense. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, the first responder community uh, in general, I was just talking to one of our entree guys. He was speaking to one of the large sheriff's departments there in California last weekend. And uh, several of them came up to him after he was leading he was leading a, a workshop for them mm. and said they you know they've been following our stuff and several of them were millionaires That's awesome. and so the, the first responders community does a really uh the ones that know how to the, that lean in that they, they do an excellent job of applying these principles i could see that it's very it's a very community driven bunch of people mm -hmm. and all it takes mm -hmm. like he said is one guy getting in there and say hey let me show you what worked putting their arm around them i love the language that they use with financial peace he put me in yeah. <laughs> he put me into financial peace and now i'm going to put him into it's like you yeah. you literally take them with you grab them by the arm fireman's you're going carry. with me fireman's carry over the show here we go here we <laughs> that's go. right yeah it's uh good that we do that on uh by the way for those of you tuning in by uh one of the nine million methods we have out there we're taping this broadcasting this on september the 11th so to honor a firefighter on that day for his debt-free scream is really really yeah, appropriate special. and honor the first responders in any way we can because that was an i'm old enough i remember that very viscerally uh some of you weren't born yet i mm. know but uh, for you it's like pearl harbor it's some kind of distant history thing but for uh for those of us that remember watching those uh cowards fly those planes into those towers um it's something we will never forget the feeling in our chest That's the feeling right. down the back of our neck and uh then watching those heroes go in and save people mm. and attempt to save people and uh it was it was a wild wild 
event, to mm-hmm. say the least. And thanks to all of you that serve yes. and as first responders out there. You're amazing people. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Washington, D.C. is calling. Alicia is with us. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi. Hi. I'm well. Thank you. I hope you are doing well. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> How can I help? Um, I'm going through a little bit of a moral uh, dilemma, I guess, when it comes between uh, making choices uh with money and with what to do with a personal situation okay um basically um i've made some mistakes i've gone through some blunders whatever you want to call them had to pay them off i only have about forty six thousand left in debt it's mm-hmm. half and half between student loans and credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I am wondering, I guess I'm going to summarize. Um, basically, my dad is um, very, very sick. They, the doctors think this will be his last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And then I... Thanks. I I can't afford to do all the things that he wants and wishes, like travel and meet up and all these things. However, it's also his last year. This will probably be our last Christmas together. And I'm trying to figure out and budget, like, to um, see him as much as I can. I live a thousand miles away from him over that, um, actually. But... Um, Anyway, um, I guess when it comes to situations like that in life, like what, where do you even start? Mm. What do you do? Mm. I'm sorry. So where does he live? Minnesota. And what's the nature of his illness? Pancreatic cancer. Mm. That's tough. Okay. Um, and what do you make a year? It's varied um, the last few years and is currently varying because I've had to take time off because I've gotten sick myself. Um, 
I guess if you were to ballpark it, let's say uh, 70K. I'm a critical care nurse. Okay. All right. What was the nature of your illness? Uh, stupid things from Lyme's disease to uh, kidney infections to... Um, those don't sound stupid. That is, sound like that's chronic. Those yeah, sound right. stupid. It sounds pretty rough. Yeah, it sounds serious. Okay. And so he's wanting to he's wanting to see you. You're wanting to see him uh, with this diagnosis. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you also mentioned that he's wanting to do a lot of things I can't afford to do. What does that mean? I am... I've already canceled all my subscriptions. No, I said he's wanting. I thought you said he's wanting to do a lot of things that you can't afford to do. What is he asking to do that you can't afford to do? Go out to Colorado, visit him at his new place at Estes Park. Um, So he's in Minnesota or he's in Colorado? Um, Great question. I don't even know. He goes back and forth. Does he have two residences? He has two houses? He has businesses out in Florida, Colorado, Minnesota, and I think Arizona. So does he have a lot of money? Yes. Okay. And what is it he's wanting you to do other than spend time with him? For his last, you know, he wants to see, you know, his family all like, together and happy together. Okay. So it's you going on some trips, buying the flights to go to Colorado or buying the flights to go to Florida. No, we're not going I'm to Minnesota. Japan in Australia, right? Um, not necessarily true. Um, I mean, we took a trip to Germany. But I'm saying, is there anything, is there anything that has been planned other than, hey, you might have to buy some trips, <laughs> some flights over here to Colorado. My dad's a last-minute guy. Okay, okay. Alicia, let's stop a second, all right? There's two things going on, all right? Mm-hmm. Number one, is it valid to desire and figure out a way to spend time with your dad in his last year of life? Absolutely. Is it valid for him to pull everyone's strings and put you so far in debt when he has money to accomplish this goal, that's selfish on his part. Mm -hmm. So if he wants to spend time with you in Germany and he's a last-minute guy, he needs to be buying the tickets. Mm -hmm. He has the money. You don't. Dad, I can't afford to do this. I love you. I would love to spend some time with you. I will drive to Minnesota when you're there. That's the closest point. Or I will drive to Florida mm-hmm. when you're there. That's the be- even better. Uh, it's, I can do that in one day. It's a 1,000 miles. I'll just get in the car and come. And I can mm-hmm. spend a couple of three days with you, and then I'll have to come back and go to work. That's what real people do in situations like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing. You don't get to just make up finances if they don't exist because this is a horrible, sad situation. Yeah, and on your part, there's nothing wrong with getting with your family members and saying, let's make a plan. Like, let's plan this out. What do we want to do? What do we plan to do? That way we can all decide (laughs) if it fits in our budget and we can make changes if we need to. Because if if he really does want to see you guys and spend time with you guys, and that's the 
that's the point, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but you got to be proactive. Yeah, 20 years ago, my father-in-law decided he was going to pay for the whole family to get together once a year. We call it the family reunion. No duh. And he pays for the whole deal. It's nothing fancy. It's at our lake house, but he pays for the food and the boat, gas and whatever. None of us need his money. All of us have enough that we're just fine. But it's his great pleasure in life to make sure he gets everyone together. He's 94 this year. No one will miss, and he will still pay for it because we can't make him not pay for it. It's part of the joy of him gathering everyone together and paying for it. That's how this works in the real world, okay? But we do it at a place that we can afford and that everyone can pull off. Uh, you know, he, he's not asking everyone to go to Japan who's broke because he's impulsive. That's weird, Okay. I know. So you need to set some boundaries with your dad, loving, and say, I am more than willing to spend time with you. I cannot, I do not have the finances to follow you around all over the world. If you want me to do that, you're going to have to buy the ticket, dad. And it's okay if you don't want to, mm -hmm. but it doesn't, you cannot say that means I don't want to see you because I'll get in the car and drive to Florida when you're there and see you. I'll see you. I'll spend time with you, but it's, it's not required that we do that in an exotic, expensive location. Mm -hmm. It's just required that we spend T I M E together. That's how you spell love T I M E. And it's not, it's not exotic. That's not how you spell it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Dave. And so I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. You're all facing this it's tough, but the way, and, and I'm sorry, your dad's having to, um, navigate these emotions and he's struggling to do that properly. So you've just got to be loving and kind and say, dad, I want to spend time with you. I'll have to do it in a way that I can afford to do it. I don't have the money. And if you want to do something impulsive, I, if I can take time off, I will. If you're a less minute kind of guy, um, which by the way, if I had one year, I'd be a last minute kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like for the whole freaking year. All the time. Mm -hmm. I'd be calling people up and going, hey, Let's go hey do it. we're going. Where do you want to go? Yep. Everybody load up. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's I right. I don't mind that, but I'm also paying for You're it. You're paying for it. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not asking broke people that I love to go in debt. And it sounds like he to has fund, the money. To fund a memory. Yeah. He's got the money. Yeah. So he's, yeah. He's got businesses all over the place, houses all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's... That this is the proper use of this. It's not, you don't use, well, that, that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it you're sucks. facing this. Yeah. It's awful. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we take your questions at 888-825-5225. Now, last fall, not quite a year ago now, I think it was November, if I recall, uh, we did a fabulously attended free live stream on real estate. Interest rates had not yet climbed to where they are now. Uh, but the uh, COVID rush, the uh, Fauci pandemic quarantine rush had eased and the real estate market was cooling off because interest rates had ticked up 
and people were freaking out, acting like the real estate market was going to crash and that prices were going to go down. I'll just wait till prices go down. And we were addressing that. We had this mm-hmm. big podcast. Um, you were, of course, here. You were yes. still in your first few months with us at that point. And uh, it was very successful. We had, uh, I think, a couple of hundred thousand folks watch that view or watch that live stream. I call it a podcast. Watch that live stream. And in it, we went through the details of the real estate situation and explained very carefully how dramatically the supply of housing is below the demand. And that anytime there is a demand for anything that is higher than the supply. If you took economics in the seventh grade, they taught you that that means the prices will go up. Mm-hmm. When demand exceeds supply, prices will go up. The more demand exceeds supply, the more prices will go up. Mm-hmm. And as long as that is the perception in the market, then its prices are going to go up. That's what's going to happen. And so we told you house prices are not going to tank As a matter of fact, they're probably going to go up in 2023, about 7%. Now, at that time, we had two types of house prices floating around. We had the people that had priced their house way high and unrealistically, hoping to catch a sucker. Because there were a bunch (laughs) of suckers out there buying property for anything and everything way above appraisal. Yes. Okay. That is not an actual price. That's a sucker. Yes. That's not a price. And so uh, now, but, and then there were people that had priced their homes at or around appraisal. Mm-hmm. We were not talking about sucker prices. We were talking about appraisal prices are not going to come down. We said, you can expect to see people calling prices going down, but really what it is, it's the asking price that's going down because people quit uh, fishing for suckers. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Right. And they get more realistic and you're going to expect to see instead of eight minutes Uh, time on the market, you can expect 80 or 90 days time on the market, which has been typical for the last 50 years in the real estate market, that you mow the grass, you trim the bushes, you paint the kid's weird bedroom, and you vacuum and you steam clean, Mm -hmm. and you clean out the garage, and you clean out the closets, and you put fresh light bulbs in, and you put your house on the market at a good price based on what your good, competent real estate agent tells you to put it on at, and Mm -hmm. it will sell in 80 to 90 days. Mm-hmm. For the last 50 years, with rare exceptions. Keyword competent. Yeah. And then, yeah, keyword competent and keyword that you priced it properly. That's right. Okay. So we told you a year ago that you're not going to see house prices going to go down. We think they're going to go up around 7%. They went up 27% the year before, but that was based on the uh, Fauci uh, pandemic quarantine. So, um, you know, the people came out of their houses after that quarantine, like a Baptist after a casserole, buying <laughs> stuff, buying stuff left and right. And so they went crazy and it, it jammed up supply demand on everything. We called it supply chain, supply yes, chain, supply chain. And all it was was people are buying like nuts, man. Mm-hmm. And so now, now the Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal, Journal reporting today, home prices aren't falling anymore after declining on a year over year basis for five consecutive months which includes the prices with the suckers that I was talking yes. about. The longest run of declines in 11 years, U.S. house prices rose in July. The surprisingly quick recovery, which really wasn't Who's a recovery. Surprised? 
I'm not surprised, suggests that the residential real estate downturn is turning out to be shorter and shallower than many housing (laughs) economists expected after mortgage rates soared last year. Scarcity is a big reason. Yeah. Supply shortage. Hello. Yeah. High interest rates have prompted homeowners to stay put rather than buy new homes and take on more expensive mortgages, resulting in an unusually low inventory of homes for sale. No, honey, there was already a lower inventory than there was demand. Now it's even worse mm-hmm. because demand has even slowed because of interest rates. Mm-hmm. Prices are generously holding firm, gener- generally holding firm outside of a few trouble spots. The national median existing home price rose 1.9% in July. It's almost 2% in one month. Sheesh. If you annualize that, that's 24. I don't think we're going to see that. Yeah. But um, even in a market where demand has been hammered by higher rates, the supply just isn't there, says the chief economist at KPMG. Short of a flood in supply, it's hard to see these prices coming down. Now, how would you get a flood in supply? Well, you'd have to see a building boom, Mm -hmm. and we are seeing quite the opposite. The number of spec homes being built, homes that don't already have a buyer, almost zero. Wow. completely dried up builders quit doing them and so there's not it is the opposite of a flood of supply there's a flood of shortage that's coming so you're going to continue to see real estate prices climb we told you that mm-hmm. oh by the way we're doing another live stream where we will also give you some more truth <laughs> and a year from now we'll say i told you so about that too are you ready yes okay this one's got jade and me and rachel we're doing it tomorrow night for those of you listening live it is tuesday the 12th, that's when the event is. That's right. It is the student loans in America. How we got here and how we'll get out. Ooh, it's the get out part for me, Dave. Yeah, that's main. We're not going to talk about and gripe about all the stuff. It doesn't, I mean, how we got here, you can argue about that. Sure. You can't argue about how to get out because mm-hmm. we've figured the. the, the There's uh, only one way to get out. The results are in. It's not Biden. <laughs> right. <laughs> survey says <laughs> not ding, ding. Biden. <laughs> thank you richard dawson or steve harvey right survey says yes. family feud okay here we go but either way we know that you are not getting out from the biden administration even the biden administration knows that yeah they know that and um because supreme court convinced them of that mm-hmm. that's an interesting move so now here we go how are you going to get out what are you going to do well we're not going to we're not going to beat you up we know you're confused we know you're scared um we know some of you are mad and i don't blame you yeah but listen uh we're going to show you how to get out of student loan debt how we got here and how to get out it's a free live stream from the ramsey solution studios tomorrow night at 7 p.m central time sign up for it at ramseysolutions.com slash student loans you'll want to know this information so a year from now when we say i told you so you can say i was there yes when he said that when she said that that's right when rachel cruz and jade said that i was there and i did it and then i did it there we go ramseysolutions.com slash student loans free live stream this episode is sponsored by better help hey if you're like me at this time of the year all of the school plays and meetings and invites from everywhere have completely drained your social battery. Or maybe you're like some of my friends who are bursting with energy so much that everyone may be telling you to just chill out a little. If you're having trouble navigating mismatched energy levels, boundaries, or finding people to do life with, it might be time to talk to a therapist. 
Therapy can be a place to open up with someone who's been trained to listen and walk alongside you and help you find paths through the chaos of mismatched energy levels and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. BetterHelp is completely online and flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Jed Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sam is in Daytona Beach. Hi, Sam. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Thanks so much for taking my call today. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Okay, so I've got, um, it's a complicated situation, but I'm going to try and simplify it as easy, as best as possible for you guys, so I can just honor your time. So basically, I have, um, I'm completely debt-free. I've never had any debt. Um, very thankful to you for that. When I was 18 years old, I took FPU before I went to college. Wow. That's and great. actually graduated fully debt-free. Um, and so it was the best decision I ever made. So never known any debt. I have a fully funded emergency fund. But about a year ago, I was given um, a sum of money from a family member. Um, now, the sum of money that, it was, that I was given, it was kind of given with the pretext of the reason why they had this money was for a wedding or maybe to invest into, to give me to give for like my first property that I would own. But since mm-hmm. kind of none of those things had happened, they decided, I'm just going to give it to you now um, and I want you to do something with it. So in regards to like investing or et cetera, et cetera. How much money so is my it? My problem is, so it was $20,000. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I guess my next issue was more, um, I kind of don't know what to do in the sense of I don't know much in regards to investments. Um, and since it was kind of sprung on me, uh, of, especially I think with the attachment of going, it was going to be for maybe a wedding or maybe a house deposit, but that kind of hasn't happened. So do you not own my, a home? I guess I'm, I'm a bit, Are you renting? I don't know. You're yeah, renting. Um, Mm-hmm. Are you opposed to saving this money? I mean, you said that initially it was maybe for a wedding, maybe for a down payment. Why wouldn't you set it aside and add to it as a down payment? Well, I guess that's I guess that's part of my question of just going, is that the best thing to do? Because um, I actually have no problem with it. I think what I've been struggling with is because from this family member, it was kind of given the the I'm giving you this money because I want you to do something with it in regards to investing it rather than it just sitting in my bank account doing nothing. Well, it wouldn't be doing like nothing. Kind of I mean, you, you can put it in a mutual yeah. fund and add to that mutual fund and make that your down payment fund mm-hmm. uh, two years from now, three years from now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just go to okay. RamseySolutions.com. Just go to RamseySolutions.com and click on Smart Vester. And you'll find a group of SmartVestor pros in the Daytona Beach area. You can choose from among them which one you would like to work with. Yeah. And you want someone with the heart of a teacher because it sounds like you're new to investing. Mm-hmm. And they'll sit down and teach you about investing only after you have learned mm-hmm. 
and feel competent and comfortable, That's right. do you invest? Yeah. And don't ever invest in something you don't understand. But if I woke up in your shoes, I, and if I had given you that gift with that guideline, I would be happy with you using some basic mutual funds to mm-hmm. let that be parked in until and add some to it as you go along for yeah. a future down payment. Yeah, plan on having it in there five years or so. That's yeah. what I'd say. So it has some time to go in the right direction. Yeah, you should be able to do great with it. Mm-hmm. That should be excellent. Easy. Jill is with us in Phoenix. Uh, if I push the right button, Jill's there. Hi, Jill's with us in Phoenix. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm calling. Uh, I've listened to the show off and on for years, but I got really serious about six months ago. And um, I, so I, I'm going to admit at the outstart that I know I've messed up, <laughs> but um, I have about $100,000 of debt with my ex-husband. I'm currently married. Um, my hu- current husband and I make good money. Um, because this debt felt so overwhelming, I kind of shoved it to the side. We paid off all of our other debts. Um, and I started saving for a house. I went to basically, I skipped partial step two and went to step three. Mm-hmm. And we three. started saving, we paid, so all your, your, you and your current husband paid off all your other pre your debts Correct. from the other marriage, except this debt. And what is this debt? How big is it? It's a hundred thousand dollars. And who's it owed to? And the IRS. Oh, okay. And how did you end up a yeah. hundred thousand dollars in debt to the IRS? So uh, my former husband owned a company. Um, tax issues got complicated. Um, life was really overwhelming. He didn't want to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it, so we just didn't file seven years of taxes. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. So when we got divorced... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you have an income during that time? You personally? I did. I did. And you didn't file taxes on that income? Um, so... Did you file taxes on your income during the seven years? No. No. Okay. So his business was complicated. You didn't file on it. And how did the $100,000 come about? Who decided what that was? So when we were getting divorced, we actually hired a CPA, which is what we should have done in the first place. Mm -hmm. And they went through, filed all of our taxes and let us know, you know, what we owed as well as, uh, initially interest and penalties and of course why in the world did you file filing jointly while you're going through a divorce why didn't you file separately you would have only been responsible for the taxes on your income the judge required it unfortunately i know i don't believe you i think your attorney mailed it in judges that's not that's not logical the judge required you file your freaking taxes. I don't. I don't argue that, but the, he didn't file. He didn't require you. You were as liable that you had to pay taxes on his business that he didn't file on. Uh, so because the the judge basically said, well, you benefited from the income while you were married, so you are both jointly and severally liable, and you have to file together. It was very very frustrating. So the ex, I have a question about your ex-husband. Is he going to, mm-hmm. if you both said, all right, it's $100,000, I pay 50, you pay 50. Mm-hmm. Is he going to, is he going to do it? No, it's joint and several. She's liable for it all of it until several. it's all paid. 
through the divorce, um, he is obligated to pay 60% and I'm obligated to pay 40. And mm-hmm. that's kind of part of the question is, <laughs> no, should he's I not. Just try to pay the 40? No, he's 000? not. No, he's not. The divorce decree says that, well, but the, the IRS, IRS says you owe a hundred. Right. Correct. The IRS will not acknowledge that. Exactly. They don't have if to. If I pay the hundred and I can take him back to court and sue him for that portion. Yeah. Good luck with that. Or I know. <laughs> and honestly, I it wasn't until I called a smart investor pro because I started saving for a house and I had my emergency fund. I was saving for a house and um, your smart investor pro was like, no, no, girl, you got to go back to step two. You mm-hmm. have to deal with this. Yes, you got to deal and with so, it. Right. So how much money do you have laying around? So I have $55,000. Okay. Um, part of that was money that I got from uh, my son passing away. And part of that is money we saved. Gosh. Okay. I, I got to tell you, there's a couple courses you can go through here. One course you can go through is you can pay the 100000 and hope you get his 40 back out of him. And I wouldn't give you much hope for that. And you move on with your life. That's a fairly easy course to take. That's the clean course. That's the easy one. Okay. Here's the one I would yeah. do, though, and it's the hard one. Okay. Um, I would hire another CPA or rather a tax attorney and I would go and uh, go back before the probate courts where the where the divorce was done and challenge that judge's ruling and refile under the innocent spouse provision because I don't think you're liable for his taxes. And you're innocent of his. There's a thing. A- ask your C- ask your tax attorney about the innocent spouse provision. This is where a spouse just signs off on everything, and the other spouse is running the business, and then and they just sign off on it. They don't. Then know. they don't get half the thing. They get out. They get out scot free. Mm-hmm. And you'd be liable for your income, the taxes on your income during that seven years, but not on the business's income. And I'm challenging that judge's ruling, if I'm you. It's going to cost you ten grand to do this. I was going to say, how much would you spend to do that? Yeah, and, but I would do it. This is the Ramsey Show. Busy week around here at Ramsey. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, we have the student loan live stream. How we got here, how to get out. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality along with rachel cruz will be my guests on that live stream it's a free live stream if you go to ramseysolutions.com slash student loans and sign up it is tuesday night the 12th at 7 p.m this weekend if you're in the chicago land area up north of chicago at willow creek church we are using their wonderful venue for friday evening and all day saturday for a smart conference jade will be speaking there along with george camel and uh, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, and me. It is a day and a half of uh, fun, frivolity, and you will leave exhausted, tired, and smart. It's a smart <laughs> conference, and you can still sign up. There are still some tickets available, RamseySolutions.com. It's our biggest event of the year, slash events, RamseySolutions.com, slash events. And, Jade, I don't know if you knew this or not, but – um. Bob Borquez is uh, running the board today. Okay. He's uh, in here helping us run the board. I see you, Bob. And uh, Bob has been here 23 years. Wow. As of today. And uh, he and uh, just a handful of other Ramsey team members have been here for a quarter of a century or so. (laughs) And Bob has been in. And here's what's weird about Bob. He's been in the radio area the entire time. That's weird. 
Well, have you ever heard his voice? Yeah, I know. He's got, he's got the pipes. <laughs> and he's never done, I mean, we, we get voice work out of him just because yeah. he's here, but he, he's never been done professional vo- voice work for us in the sense that uh, we pay yeah. him for his voice. We pay him for being Bob. That's what we Bob. pay him for. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the 680 radio stations that carry the Dave Ramsey, I mean, the Ramsey show, the Dave Ramsey show in the old days mm-hmm. are there because Bob called them. And that was his job for a lot of years, calling radio stations to get us on. And a lot of the reason this network is the size it is is because of Mr. Bob Borquez. We salute you today, brother. Thank you, Bob. Very cool. Good stuff. Morgan is in Minneapolis. Hi, Morgan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, So I have sort of a complicated situation. Um, My husband and I are in the middle of a construction project that should be wrapping up here, hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, But my question is, in the meantime, should we work the debt snowball or should we try to attack our credit card debt, which is at the end of our debt snowball, um, to improve our credit scores in the meantime, since we have to maintain good credit before we refinance? Hmm. You have a construction loan? Yes. You've not been pre-approved for your takeout loan? No, not yet. Why? How in the world did you get the construction loan without a pre-approved takeout? That's weird. Well, so you don't have your permanent mortgage arranged. Um, I mean, not formally. Well, that would be not. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. Um, what's causing that? I don't know how they got their construction loan. Very few people will make a construction loan. I mean, what is your all's net worth? Morgan. Um, Morgan. I don't know the answer to that right offhand. Okay. You don't have any, but you don't have any money because you have a bunch of credit card debt. How much credit card debt do you have? Um, just about twenty thousand, and, and your, most of that relates to our project. Yeah, I bet. And what's your household income? So, um, just under a hundred thousand. Okay. And what is the, what do you owe on the construction loan? Um, slightly over 300. Goodness. Other debt? Any other debt? Yes. Um, we have, um, 20, let's see, trying to think here, about 30,000 in student loans. Okay. Are you current with everything right now? Yes, we are. Okay. This week, go to Churchill Mortgage and arrange for your mortgage right now. Okay. Because this house of cards may fall in, and if it does, you're going to lose this house. And I want you to get okay. your I want you to get your permanent mortgage in place before this crap falls apart. Okay, because you have gotten yourself into deep debt, and uh, I'm I'm really afraid for you right now. You took on an awfully big mortgage, and you overran the budget on the project, and you did not have a backdoor plan with in place with your takeout mortgage, and so you're in a very tenuous situation. So the first thing you've got to do is immediately get a mortgage in place to take out, set up and approved to take out this construction loan. And then once it's approved, it won't be a problem as long as you do it in the next 30 days. You're going to be finished with a project, you said, in a couple of weeks, right? Yep. Okay, so you can get your UNO and get your appraisal done, and you guys can close, you know, like by the end of the month or early next month and be done inside of 30 days here. you got to get your mortgage in place. Once that's done... 
then we just start working on this, the debt snowball with the student loan and the credit cards. Mm-hmm. But you're in a very tenuous place because if you stub your toe before you get approval on this permanent, and I'm worried about mm-hmm. you getting approval, you got a really big mortgage based on your income. Mm-hmm. But if you can get approval, you don't want to stub your toe. You don't want to miss, you know, these stinking student loans, are, they're due October 1st. Yeah. So you got to have something in place to pay that student loan payment October 1st, and you got to make sure all your credit cards are paid on time between now and then. So you guys need to lay out a detailed budget, not miss a stinking thing until you get this permanent in place. Once the permanent mortgage is in place, then we'll back up, breathe a little bit, and start attacking the rest mm-hmm. of these debts. But you've left yourself very, very vulnerable here because if one little thing goes sideways, you, you don't pay a credit card on time. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get a, cause you got a real tight permanent mortgage that uh-huh. your ratios are questionable as it is. Yeah. And, um, uh, you got a mess girl. That is a mess. Yeah. You guys completely, uh, jumped in the deep end and not swimming so good. So you got to really, really be careful with that. It's scary. So Jade, the thing you should always do, number one, you shouldn't be building a house. If you got credit card debt, number two, you should yes. stay within budget. So you don't run up credit cards to make the budget mm-hmm. because you went over budget on your house. Cause you didn't keep up with your dadgum numbers. I'm building the house right now. The builder just sent me the spreadsheet on what we've actually spent versus budget. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty simple formula. Yeah. Here's what we budgeted. Here's what we've spent. We're under budget. Mm-hmm. We're over budget. Yeah. And you can keep track of that every stinking week mm-hmm. with a builder. If they've got their uh stuff together yeah. okay so and uh, then you don't go over but and you don't pick stuff that doesn't fit you know in the budget you know so no you can't have that carpet and no you can't have that tile and no that appliance isn't going in the kitchen you know you don't have yeah. the budget that's not what we're doing now in sharon's and i case if we decide to break the budget because we see something we want to do mm-hmm. we can do that but we're doing that amongst a bunch of information that gives us uh the ability to make that decision wisely what 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 causes them to not take out that uh, take over that construction loan earlier? You can't get a permanent mortgage on a house that doesn't have a UNO use and occupancy permit. If the house isn't completed, they won't make a, a traditional. Oh, mortgage so out. it's that they're over time and over they're over not just over no. budget they're over time as well. No, no, they have to finish. You you could get the you can get the takeout mortgage approved subject to completion mm-hmm. before you break ground. Before you even start yeah. the house, okay? And that's what should have happened. Mm-hmm. But since they didn't do that, uh, they can't get a mortgage in place and pay off the construction loan. The, the mortgage won't be funded to pay off the construction loan until completion. Oh, but you can get it all approved and lined up. Mm-hmm. And then if something goes sideways, it doesn't matter, already mm-hmm. approved. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't, they don't revisit and reapprove the mortgage six times right. during the build. They approve it one time, give you a letter, says you're approved. Mm-hmm. And at completion... We're going to fund the mortgage. That's simple. and uh, But you can get in a real pinch in a situation like this because that bank is going to want their money when the house is completed. Yeah. And you don't have a permanent, you're in foreclosure. Instantly. They're going to want their money. Shoot. And so you got to get a permanent or and you got to get it up for sale, one of the two. And, uh, boy, that'd be sad. That would be sad. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, it's Dave Ramsey. And Rachel Cruz. And we want to tell you our number one tip for managing your money 
well. I'm talking about budgeting. Yes, and everyone knows that I am a huge fan of budgeting. (laughs) Well, that hasn't always been the case, though, has it, Rachel? No, but listen, I seriously love it now because as soon as I started making a budget, I learned that it puts you in control of your spending. And my favorite way to budget is on our app, Every Dollar. Yep. Every dollar makes budgeting simple. It's the easiest way to make a plan for your spending so you can prioritize the things that matter to you. And you can get started today for free. Just download the app and check the show notes for the link. And you guys don't wait to start budgeting. Download every dollar and create your free account today. Do it. It's the best. Thank you for being with us, America. Jade Washaw is my co-host today. Andre is with us in Philadelphia. Hey, Andre, what's up? Hey, sir, ma'am. Thank you for all you do. It's uh, good to be alive. I'm definitely doing better than I deserve. I hear um, you. What's up? So uh, let me do a quick rundown. I'm 32. Um, I bring in about um, $4,000 um, home. Um, I have about 11000 in savings. And uh, Lord willing, November 25th, I'm going to get married. Yay! Uh, so my fiance. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. So my fiance has a situation. She um, she wasn't really thought about finances, and um, she bought a car last year that she thought she was getting a good deal from Enterprise. Basically, 2019 Sentra, 78,000 miles. Right now, she owns 21,000 with 21 um, interest rate. Uh, so my whole thing, I'm trying to get out of that as soon as I can. Um, and the other thing is I'm trying to, we're trying to rebuild her credit score. But first one is the car. Um, I'm not sure. I know I need to get just a cheap car just to get uh, by. You don't do anything until after one. November. She That's might right. do something, but you don't do anything. You're not married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. She owes 21000 on the car. What's her income? Her income is about three and a half. Three and a half what? Thousand. Thirty-five hundred dollars a month. Okay. So she yeah. makes forty thousand dollars a year. Sell the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So the thing is, the car—it's not worth that much money. The most we are getting for it, or she is, um, is uh, around twelve thousand. So I have Shoot. to make the difference is seven thousand. How in the heck did she get so so far no, upside that's down? That, you got that bid from a dealer. Well, there's no way I can we can sell the car private because you don't have the title for it. She owns the money to the. I know. Um, I know. Yes, yes, there is. Okay, but the uh, um, so she's upside down, but she's not upside down seven thousand dollars. Does she have any money at all? No. Okay, she's driving this car until you get married. Then, okay, after you get married, you sell the car. Let's say the car brings eighteen which is probably about what it's worth. Okay. Like if it brings 18 or I'm sorry, the you owe you owe 20. Yeah, let's say oh you're two, let's say you're $3,000 upside mm-hmm. down. Okay? And I'm the buyer of the car. Now you can check on this in Pennsylvania, but this is the way it goes down in most states, okay? I give you $18,000 for the car. You owe 20 and you don't have the title. You give me the car, the keys, and a bill of sale that says that you have sold me the car. And uh, then you add 2000 or 3000 of your money out of your savings with your new wife, now that you're married after November, um, with that, 
and then you pay the bank off and they send you the title and then you see you give it to me and i've bought cars that way i've sold cars that way many times it's a standard procedure with a private sale that has a loan on it mm-hmm. uh, the old days you would go down to the bank and the bank actually physically had the title there at the bank and the buyer and the seller would meet at the bank and you would pay off the loan with the proceeds of the purchase and uh, they'd hand the new guy the buy the buyer the title mm-hmm. but these days it takes you know four or five weeks for the stuff to get shipped around but this gets you out of a 21 percent loan Ooh. and a twenty one thousand dollar car with mm-hmm. a forty thousand dollar income which is dumb mm-hmm. it's got to go it's got to go so i looked at, at the on the um, value of the card it's not worth more than thirteen fourteen thousand According to who and which value did you look at? I looked at Cali Blue Book. I looked at Carvana. I looked at, at private, private sale. sale or at wholesale. Uh, private sale. So you got a dealer to offer you twelve thousand, and you're saying private sale showing up as thirteen. One of those numbers is not right, Andre. Uh, I guess I'll just have to look into uh, what's really going on there and. Uh, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Because dealers don't dis, that dealers don't buy thirteen thousand dollar private sale cars for twelve. They buy them for nine. Okay. So one of these because dealer likes to make a spread. That's what they're de- mm-hmm. That's their business. Mm-hmm. They're in, and so they're going to offer you wholesale, and wholesale is going to be somewhere around twenty percent less than private sale, give or take. And so just look at that, and you're so some because they they, they got to make a margin. That's the business they're in. Yeah, so, something's weird you know, about that. Um, but either way, whatever you do, put the, some of your $11,000 to pay off the difference and sell this car. Hopefully you can sell it for more than you think you can. I hope you can. So we don't use up as much of your savings. But you sell this car after you get back from your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. It's gone. 21%. There's no reason to keep this thing. She got screwed six ways from Sunday on this deal. Mm-hmm. She overpaid for the car, and they saw her coming. And they hit her with 21%. Wait a minute. There's one other possibility I just thought of. Once you look at something else, Andre, uh, if it's a 21% loan, this is a subprime loan, they may be giving you the account balance and not the payoff. 21000 might not be the actual payoff. That may be the total of the remaining payments, including all the interest. The actual balance, because when they do a ripoff subprime loan, they put it on the books as a total of payments, T-O-P. And, but that's not your payoff. Your payoff doesn't include interest up through the end of the loan. And that number includes interest through the end of the loan. Now, a traditional car loan that's, that's you know, not screwing you as bad mm-hmm. um, just puts it on the balance, puts the principal balance, and that's your payoff. That's account balance is principal balance. It's not the same with one of these screwed up uh, 21% loans. So it's very possible that the payoff is a lot less than you think it is. So call the, the company that the, has it financed and get the actual payoff. If I send you a check today, so good. what yep. is the payoff? And I think you're going to find that to be less, a lot less. That would make more sense on the values that you're giving me. That does make more sense. We've had a couple of calls like that recently where that's the case with these um, – Yep. subprime loans what's the uh what's the gain from the car dealership doing that just for you to feel like i'm never getting out of this and you mean the, the finance company yeah 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 uh yeah yeah you feel like you're stuck yeah 
And so you, you keep just, it, they keep a 21% loan on the books because you're stuck. Yeah. You don't and realize how I can get out of this. Yeah. I'm, scr- I'm screwed for life. Ooh, I hate that. Kind of thing. And uh, it's a hope stealer. I hate hope stealers. Add them to the awful. list. Yeah. So that um, sounds, what you just said, that sounds, that sounds accurate. That makes more sense with the numbers he's looking up. Yes. So oh, I don't know though. Well, you have to dig into it and find out. But maybe you find out that the payoff instead of twenty one is sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably about the number. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the real private sale value is fourteen, and the dealer offer is you know eleven or twelve. That, that starts sense. to make a little bit. I'll go with that. That one I might go with. And uh, then you're still putting in two or three thousand bucks. Either way, you're Getting giving out up anywhere from two to seven thousand dollars worth of your money. He's got to get out of that after yeah. you get married, but only after you're married. Do not do this until the ring is on the finger. And they need to sit down and have a conversation about how they're going to manage their money going forward. Yep. Because yep. it sounds like he's still stepping in and trying to, you know, save it and you know mold it together. But they really need to have a conversation so they're both. Uh, taking charge here yeah yeah make sure you guys are on the same page hey we'll help you with that we'll put you into every dollar and uh, the every dollar premium and financial peace university we'll give you a little wedding gift mm-hmm. and that, that'll give you guys some uh places to have the conversation that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes it's french yeah that's french because na- now you now you're gonna be we not not yeah but you were trying to he was trying to be we before he was there yeah so. he was He's well you're board. married before you're we <laughs> Don't be paying off other people's debts that you're not married yeah, to. Yeah, that's called no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Here comes the, we're going we're gonna to play this bad French accent to the max. Take it all the way to the top of the hour. Yes. <laughs> I'm committed, Dave. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, it is very smart to work together after you're married, but not before you're married. Uh, don't be paying each other's debts prior to an actual marriage license having been made official mm-hmm. this is the ramsey show of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Uh, Sula is on the line in Hartford, Connecticut. Hey, Sula, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Um, first of all, thanks so much uh, for the work that you do. Um, I've been following uh, Ramsey Solutions for a while now and uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, and I'm really, really happy with um, you know the results that I've seen following what you guys what you guys are putting out. So thanks again for what you do. Well, thank you, and I think I butchered your name. Pronounce it for me. It's Salah. 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 Okay. I'll get it right. Sorry about that. Okay. What's up? Tell me what's going on. All right. So, um, with some background, I'm 22 years old. I graduated college 
Um, I got married a year ago or yeah, about a year ago. And, um, I've got a baby on the way, which has been kind of the driving factor in getting my affairs in order. And wonderful. Um, yeah. So I, my big thing is, um, I, you know, I, I know that I make, you know, definitely gross over a hundred thousand dollars a year, but I'm just struggling with, you know, just balancing everything. I feel like somehow, some way the money's not stretching the way it should. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I come from a family who definitely didn't make that much money and somehow things felt different. So I always thought six figures would be that big number, but it's just not what it's not what I thought it would be. It's not as much <laughs> as it used to be. Yeah. Is it just you working or does your wife work as well? Uh, my wife was working, but we uh, agreed that once we um, have a child, that she would uh, that she would um, be a primary uh, homemaker, and so she's not working now. Nope. Okay. Cool. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your debt to where you're feeling like this hundred k isn't what it used to be. Okay, so I uh, the primary debt that I had when I first started getting into credit cards, I would just you know get a zero percent interest and then uh, flip it onto a bet with a zero percent intro offer for a right. balance transfer. And I did that about three times. So how so much now, credit card um, debt do you have? So yeah, now I'm sitting at about, uh, at 6,000 in outstanding debt. That doesn't include the month to month cards that uh, I'm paying, but those are almost paid down to zero. Um, probably like a thousand between the three or four cards. Um, I pay those fully month to month, but the one, the two that are in 0% interest, uh, those, they end in March, and, and they're about 6000 What's the total amount of the debt? All the balances the total combined? total amount is probably 9500 I believe. Okay. What else do you have? Uh, I have 5500 in student loans that, of course, just started being uh, due for repayment, and my wife also has about 10000 in student loans. Okay. Um, How much on your cars? Again. Oh, no cars. We I'm a car guy, so we own our cars outright. Okay. So what's your mortgage? No mortgage. I rent. So how, wait a second. How much is your rent? Fifteen hundred a month. Okay. And how long? How long ago did you start trying to follow our stuff? A month or two? It's been like three months, but I mean, I didn't really have much income to go off of initially. I I started. I'm an Uber driver. I have a full time job uh, with my degree in in effectively in in IT. And I, uh, I also started Uber driving, um, and I started kind of kicking that into high gear to try to get these credit cards paid off, and that's been my avenue. Yeah, um, okay. So, so you're just two. getting started, and you've not really gotten the budget dialed in yet? No. no. That's really all this is, because I'm looking at a guy who makes $100,000 a year. You got $25,000 of student loan debt, or of debt, period. Um, actually, less than that. So I don't think... It's a lot of debt, but I don't think it's the big fire and exploding thing that you think it is in your head. I think that if you guys get on a simple budget and you live on $80,000 instead of $100,000, you're knocking this debt out super fast. That's that's if you just, okay, we're going we're gonna to cut back. But if you really got crazy, you'd knock this out very quickly. Yeah, beans and rice, rice and beans, a detailed <laughs> written budget on the Every Dollar app. You and your wife agree that we are doing nothing except eat and diapers Mm -hmm. and electricity and pay rent that's it nothing we're doing nothing until we get this paid off and two thousand dollars a month and you are free in one year yeah you guys are newly married you got a baby on the way you guys have been spending a lot 
that's that's what I'm yeah. seeing here. Well, and I, I'll add to this. I'll, I'll take up for you just a little bit. You live in a very high tax, high cost of living town. Oh, that's also true. Connecticut is the highest taxed state in the union. And uh, Hartford is a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. Agreed? Yeah, I just, that's kind of my big thing is I know it's a hundred gross, but yeah. I mean, after taxes, it's definitely not a hundred. And, and no, I know. Really I know it's not. Yeah. I know it's not, but you can do this. You can still live on. Even in spite of that, yeah. you can do this. Okay. This is doable in New York City. It's doable in LA. And so it's doable in Hartford. And thankfully you have a good rent situation yeah. too. Yeah. So that's good. So I think the thing is that the piece that'll come to this is you and your wife are in agreement that for a short period of time, we're going to live like no one else so that later we can live and give like no one else, including super big time, take care of this baby. Mm -hmm. And so you have a new reason to delay pleasure and that's adults devise a plan and follow it and children do what feels good. Mm -hmm. You're going to do great. So we're going to give you a, uh, a, a gift to say uh, congratulations on a new baby Woo-hoo! and help you get started on all this. And we appreciate you following us on YouTube. And the gift is we want you to guys, you and your wife to go through Financial Peace University and get signed up in the Every Dollar app, mm-hmm. the world's best budgeting app. And it'll break every one of your paychecks down for you. It'll show you how to use the baby steps exactly. Mm-hmm. And Financial Peace University will teach you the things you should have been taught about money but weren't taught. The things we all should have been taught about money, but we weren't taught. And uh, so we're going to give you every bit of that, and it's completely free. You hang on. Austin will pick up, and we'll get you signed up for that. Jade, one of the things we saw with the Every Dollar app, you've been doing some of these Every Dollar webinars, is that um, showing people how to do the budget. By the way, you can sign up for those if you just go to everydollar.com slash budgeting, and Jade will will be doing those, and Rachel Mm -hmm. Cruz and George Camel as well. Anyway, one of the things we're finding is is we've always said it feel like you get a raise when you're on a budget. Yes. But we've actually found a piece of research the other day said you, it literally is 10 to 15% a, a year. Yeah. Well, most people are finding $332 extra. That's just money that they were piddling away at Target, groceries. Yeah. They're able to find that money. That, I mean. So when you happen to your money instead of the lack of money happening to you, mm-hmm. the efficiency increases. Yeah. You get a raise. And you, it'll feel like you got a raise. And then you don't use that raise to go buy a new car. That's <laughs> what most That's right. people do. Most people get a $232 raise and go take out a $400 car payment to celebrate. No, 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 no. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey Podcast listeners, get inspired and motivated to build a great life with our weekly newsletter. Delivered straight to your inbox, this email has helpful articles, tips, and tools to help you win with money, improve your relationships, and move forward in your career. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter today to sign up. It's free. And again, RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. Thank you for joining us, America. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly has 19 service brands nationwide and a network of local service pros. Molly Maid, Mr. Rooter Plumbing, and Mr. Appliance, just to name a few. Visit Neighborly.com to find available service providers near you. Today's question comes from Rachel in Florida. She says, I have a quick question. I just transitioned from baby step two. I have a little over 60000 in school loans. When I'm looking at my debt from smallest to biggest, do I look at the school loans individually? 
uh, which would make them a list of smaller loans, or should I look at it as a whole, which would put them at the end of my debt snowball? Yeah, I would look at them as individual because most of us took out, you know, a giant amount, right? But they blast them into all these little pieces. And generally, they have their own interest rates and all that. But And they have their own payment. They have their own payment. That when that one's paid off, that payment goes away. That's right. And by the way, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Because let's say, oh, I have 30000 in student loans. But it's technically, you know, six or eight or ten little micro loans, right? When you make your payment every month, a piece of that goes to every single one of those. So if you are doing a debt snowball, for instance, and you're listing them from smallest to largest along with your other debt, whenever you make your minimum student loan payment, that is satisfying all of those small loans. And then when you're ready to make an extra payment, you pick the student loan that's the smallest. You've a lot of times got to call it in and say, I want all of this money to go to the principal of this specific loan. Because if you don't do that, they're just going to consider that a pay ahead payment and they're going to split it up on all the loans again and you're never going to make any headway. Right. So that's very important um, and a very good question. So yeah, list them and order as smallest to largest and do it like I just said and you'll be good to go. Yeah, exactly. Because that way, see, when you eliminate that $3,400 one, mm-hmm. you don't have that payment anymore. Exactly. So your minimum payment goes down as well. And exactly because your, your total of payments goes down yeah, yeah that's right and the whole process then you're getting the benefit of the snowball see the benefit of the snowball folks is that when you pay off a loan the payment you used to have there is now freed up money and it goes to the next one and that gives you extra you've got more disposable income to pay extra yeah. on debts every time the snowball rolls over mm-hmm. and you have this satisfaction of traction you're in a you're in a psychological feedback loop that says you're winning. Yes. And when you have a sense of, hey, I'm I'm doing this exercise, I'm following this eating regime, and therefore I'm losing weight. Mm-hmm. You've got a feedback loop there that tells you to keep doing it. That's right. And uh, so that's a big deal. That's a huge yeah. deal. All right, Curtis is with us in Lansing, Michigan. Hi, Curtis. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Been a big fan for a few years now. Cool. How can I help? So I was uh, followed all your stuff, um, bought your book and everything about three, four years ago. I uh, got my car paid off, uh, all my credit cards paid off, and then I took probably about 50 steps backwards and stopped listening and kind of life hit me. And I, you know, quit my job, wanted a better job and went to school. So I just got done with school and i um, just been working now for about two months at my new job. And I just kind of want to know, I got student loans coming up. Um, I got everything, all my bills set out for the month. And I'm only with the student loans coming up. Uh, I got to get a you know, car repair. Um, it's not looking too good for me. And I'm going back to school full time in January. Why? So, um, well, I, for my job, I kind of have to. It's kind of the um, kind of signing on. That was one of the requirements I go back. But you're you're not going um, into more debt, right? You're going to pay cash or figure out a way. They paying for it. So, so it's kind of difficult that part because uh, it's uh, I'm a firefighter, so I have to go back for paramedic school. And the townships they're in talks right now of paying for it, which we get right now a bonus every year of three thousand if I'm a paramedic. So it will kind of pay itself in the next few years. So yes, I'm going to have to make a monthly payment on it. I won't be able to take student loans out on that. So it's going to be about $300 a month. 
um, on top of the student loans I actually owe starting next month. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. So hopefully they can pay it, but I'm not going to, you know, count on that. I'm just going to pay it monthly. But then I was wondering if I took a personal loan out or a consolidation loan and just pay it all off and have one big payment. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, no shortcuts that, that work, mm-hmm. and that, that one doesn't work. Doesn't, that doesn't help you. It actually hurts you. Uh, in general, you may okay. raise the interest rates. As a matter of fact, the loan, the thing where they're taking out of your pay for the paramedic school hadn't gained interest. True. And that loan would have interest. So Mm -hmm. there's one part. And another one you got might be a lower interest than the consolidation loan interest is. And so net, 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 you end up paying more getting screwed over by one of these debt consolidation deals. So what are you making now as a firefighter? So for I'm a probation, you know, first year, uh, we start out at 46. And then the next four years, I would get a 10,000 increase and be topping out about 76, 78 after four years. And then we get, you know, little bonuses throughout the year, um, which that's not included in the the 46 for the first year. Mm. How much student loan debt have you taken out total? What do you owe? So re- just 4,500. Okay. And then you mentioned a car repair. Is that, is that it? Um, car repair. And then I am currently kind of behind on um, working my butt off trying to get uh, everything caught up bills wise uh, bought my house about five years ago so I should end of October I should be all caught up on everything that I kind of got behind on what caused um, you to get behind uh, just school working you know by myself um, screwing around not paying attention pretty much and yeah. then you know uh, Two two and a half years of schooling full time and that uh, didn't cause you to get behind. Actual, you, you you had the yeah. you were making money during that time. You could have paid your bills. You just weren't paying attention. Yeah. So you have got I to you've got hey man, you, you gotta own this and you gotta step up and step into it and say, This ends today. I don't think it takes till October to get this mess cleaned up. I don't either. How far behind are you? So I am about two months behind on like my water, and it's just all been I've been, you know, got half of them up. So yeah, so you're doing fire. You're, you're on probationary fire. So you're doing twenty four on, or, or forty eight on, forty eight off. Uh, twenty four on. Twenty four off or twenty four on, forty eight off. Yep. So it's twenty four on, twenty four off, twenty four on, twenty four okay. off, right. twenty four. So on. you have a lot had, of free time for your nice, juicy, extra job side us. Uh huh. And I want you working all the time. Next. So should I? Because I was thinking about getting a second job. Yeah. It's yeah. Not six but of them. About, but then I would. I was wondering because I can pick up a lot of overtime and I also can do on call. Whatever's so going to make whatever you more pays money. You more. Yeah. Okay, so You're gonna, I want you to work the all the time. Hey, are you behind on your rent or mortgage at all? Um, not not behind to where I'm like thirty, not even thirty days behind, so almost two months. But uh, this next paycheck, I should be all caught up until yeah. the next month. Your stress level is killing in, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been yeah. uh yeah. So I just kind of picked myself up. You know, good, good. I'm glad. Okay, now decisions. that you picked yourself up, um, let's run. Let's run hard. Yep. Run hard, man. I want you to go make a bunch of money, as much money as you can make in the shortest possible period of time, legally and morally. 
I want you working all the time. And I don't want you doing anything but working and paying bills. I don't want you partying. I don't want you going on vacation. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't want you eating out. You eat at the fire station and you eat cheap ramen noodles, peanut butter and jelly, dude. I mean, you are getting out of debt. You are sick and tired of being broke Mm -hmm. and you get fired up and wired up. You can clean this mess up really fast. Mm -hmm. You are kicking the can down the road again Mm -hmm. with some of this is dragging out and dragging out and dragging out. Mm -hmm. And I want you to lean on your supervisor. They need to pay for this. If they're requiring paramedic school, they ought to pay for it. That's right. They ought to pay for it. And I know the township has to approve it. Well, let me just tell you, you got a young firefighter here who's asking you to pay for it, and you're requiring it. You ought to pay for it. That's right. So step up. Push in. Push in. Push in. Push in. Hustle. Grind. Hustle. Grind. Push this out. Clean this mess up and get it behind you. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for being with us, America. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Matt and Sarah are here. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great. Welcome. Where do you guys live? Uh, Elmwood, Illinois, which is just outside of Peoria. Yeah, fun. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. And how much debt have you paid off? Uh, about $200,000. Excellent. And how long did this take? About five years and four months. Five wow. years and four months. Way to go. And your range of income during that time? About 82000 up to about 124000 Ooh, way Very to go. Cool. What do you all do for a living? I'm a territory rep for an ag company. Mm-hmm. And I was an elementary teacher for six years, and now I stay at home. Yay. Cool. Very good. What kind of debt was this 200000 uh, It was about 40000 in student loans, and then the rest was our house. You paid off your house! <laughs> yeah. Yes. Looking at weird all people. All right, all right. How old are you two? Uh, I just turned 29 yesterday. And I'm 28. And you have a pay-for house. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's wow. so whacked. <laughs> wow. Way to go. None of your friends do. Nope. Way to go, That's guys. That's great, That's so weird in such a good way. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. What's this house worth? Uh, it's about 300000 today. Excellent. Goodness. Very cool. And how much you guys got in your investment so far? Uh, just over 100000 Excellent. So you almost a half a million dollar net worth yes, already, sir. and you're not even 30. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. I love you guys. You're amazing. Wow. Wow, that's inspiring. So what happened five years and four How long y'all been married? Uh, six years. Okay, so you got married and said game on. How does that work? Yeah, I actually started before we got married. So during our premarital counseling, our pastor, Pastor Marty, just shared the struggles that people have with uh, money fights and money problems. And he shared you got you with us and gave us the book. And we left that meeting just determined not to be uh to have money fights or money problems not to fall victim to what most people do yeah exactly that's very smart yeah and so we kind of left that meeting and uh we sat down we we really just budgeted and that became our our focus we sat down we budgeted every month we had our meetings uh i knew the day that we were looking at our budget and matt was like no orange juice we're not getting any more orange juice we were cutting the budget matt went for the orange (laughs) juice line in the budget (laughs) yeah so we really looked at the budget and tried to figure out anything that we could cut and we just threw everything uh, at our debt so wow so how much orange juice were y'all buying dollar 28 but yes. old mac got it i'm Look, just saying it counts. Yep. It counts. hey it all counts and that's really that's what right. we learned is if you can really find anything in your budget that you can cut and just throw that at the debt it goes 
That's goes right. quickly. Yeah, pretty amazing. So what happened to get this income up? You went from 82000 124000 and you started staying at home. So explain that a little bit. Yeah, so well, our income now is down to about uh, 84000 today with mm-hmm. her staying at home. But okay. during that time, it was just gradual raises. And then I took a uh, promotion at work uh, to become the, t- the sales rep. Mm-hmm. I was working in the factory, but now I've um, got a sales rep. We were able to move closer to home, too. That's awesome. So, Wow. So you got the freedom now to stay home. You get to be the stay at home mom. Wow. I love this. At 29 years old, (laughs) 28 years old. That's pretty stinking cool. Very cool. Very, very neat. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like too much common sense to be believed. I mean, yeah. Okay. My pastor says the main thing people struggle with is money fights. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So how many money fights have you had? Very few. I'd say Very rare. Few. <laughs> Take out the orange juice, none. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. That exactly. is great. Well, it's different when you have money. It's different when you're both going on a trajectory and the, the discrepancies or the arguments are more about how, how can we get there faster, right? Yeah. As opposed to you spent and no, you spent. Like, it's a very different feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd say that we, you know, I said we, we find any way that we could to save money. And, you know, we were taking online a test to get ten dollars a test yes and we decided we had some woodworking talents and some crafting talents so we started a small business and you know we just tried to find anything that we could yeah to, um to just start paying off the debt oh, and, and that. now that we're out of it it's it's almost hard to spend money now i have <laughs> to kind of push her to actually spend money on but you'll know, spend 20 bucks on buying something or buy <laughs> that four dollar coffee or whatever get it's, you it's a, getting get that mindset out yeah, yeah. Now, honey yes. i want you to get all the orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i like it that's, that's right. very good so what is next what do you you got a paid for a home no, not a payment in the world. Mm-hmm. How's that feel? It's awesome. Uh, it's, it's awesome. It's hard to describe, but it, it's just awesome. There's no stress. No, that, that just like a weight lifted off your shoulders. And I think we we brought home our son, and you know, in a couple of weeks after we brought him home, we we paid off our house, and oh, you know, we're so sitting funny. there on the couch just looking at our newborn child, and we're like, wow, we we live and we own this house, and mm-hmm. it just. Yeah, yep. great feeling. <laughs> and you're gonna be freaking loaded <laughs> in a couple it. of years, little boy. Things are gonna be okay. Oh yeah, yes. oh yeah. yeah. I like it. Well yeah. done, y'all. Thank you. Very well done. I'm with Jade. What What's your first big thing now that you're debt free? <laughs> well, uh, right now we're just adjusting to the one income now, but uh, hopefully in the next year or two, maybe a big trip. Like we've always wanted to go to Alaska or back to Europe again. That's cool. so. yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. You do both. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> do, do it. Not or both. Yes. Yep. You lived like no one else. Now you can live and give like no one else. Exactly. You, you put yourself in a position to change your family tree, and uh, your kid is going to get to do things and see things you never thought you would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's happened to us. It's pretty cool. And my yeah. grandkids now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they get to do stuff that would have completely was outside my realm of reality. I didn't even know it existed. Of course, it didn't exist, some of it. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. way to go, guys. Thanks. So proud of y'all. Very good. Who was bragging on you and cheering you on as you went along? Definitely our family has a big impact on us, and they showed us what it was to love and give, and uh, we're so excited to be able to do that now. Uh, we're even going to be teaching Financial Peace University. Uh, we start our first class on Monday. Thank you. Uh, at our church. So You'll be great coordinators. <laughs> we're very excited. Argue too. with me. I'm not even 30 and got to pay for <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Don't try it. Love That's it. So good. Way to go. Yeah, my pastor used to say, a man with an opinion is, or a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. I know that's And you now have an experience. So, uh, yeah, your, everybody's opinions don't matter. You just grin and go, well, 
You just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well done. Amazing. Well done. Thanks for teaching the class. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Of course. Good, good stuff. All right. Now, when you're teaching the class, you're not even 30 years old. I'm going to say it over and over so people hear this. You have a paid for house. What do you tell them the key to getting out of debt is? Uh, for me, it was like not comparing to to anyone else, not caring what anyone else's thinks. You know, live your own life, do it the way you you are taught to do it, or what's right in your eyes. Don't care about what everyone else thinks. Don't live up to the Joneses. Mm. Uh, for me, it was definitely budgeting. I think uh, I live with an ultra 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 nerd, and like, he's <laughs> looking at the budget every night. And uh, so he's at the orange juice <laughs> level of nerd. <laughs> Yeah, That's a different love, level of yes. nerd. Micro. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and for us, it was that, that budget and uh, taking time and having a meeting. And I think we grew so much together just having those conversations. And because he is the old nerd, I use that time to learn. And I did, ask did questions. Did you loosen him and, up? You know, yeah, of course. Good. He's the one that's Good. always trying to tell me to spend money, so now, I might be a little now. tighter. Okay. Yeah. Now that we got yes. there, <laughs> he, he's, he's task-oriented. Yes. Now we got the task yes, done. that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. It's in the budget now. We have the line item. It's in the budget. We yeah. have the freedom. Sure. We Why have not? to put Go fun in there. Now that's we right. have to do something fun mm-hmm. with that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Hey, we've got the Baby Steps Millionaires book for you in the Live and Give box, a uh, Financial Peace University membership. You'll be able to bless someone and have them come through your class, and you can give them a free membership that way. Same with the total money makeover book it's all the live and give box and uh just to say thank you for coming down and doing your debt-free scream we're so proud of y'all mm, you guys you. are a power couple man very cool you're amazing and you brought a little guy with you what's we his did. name his name is weston weston mm. is how old eight months and he's oh, got his debt-free scream <laughs> earphones on he yes. he's so he's ready. not gonna freak out hopefully we won't, <laughs> maybe he'll never know what happened scream, so. but we do have the video <laughs> of the day that his life was complete his family yes. tree was completely oh, changed yes. yes that's pretty cool we'll have that excellent stuff matt sarah and weston peoria illinois two hundred thousand paid off house and everything Woo! five years and four months making 82 to 124 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three, three two, two one, one. We're, we're debt-free, debt-free! yeah <laughs> He got through the earphones. He's screaming. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. Well done. Hopefully, Uh, hopefully we don't have any permanent damage there. That's his. That's his debt-free scream. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Isaiah twenty-six three. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. Jimmy Buffett, rest in peace. Mm. It takes no more time to see the good side of life than it takes to see the bad. There you go. A little Margaritaville for you. All right. Up next is going to be Laser. Laser is in New York. Hi, Laser. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question. I recently uh, started listening to you guys, and I'm here in Baby Step 2, looking forward to 3 and beyond. And I'm wondering about the efficacy of investing in uh, mutual funds in the stock market based on many of the people buying from those companies are using debt to do so. The ethics of that? Correct. If I'm, if if I'm investing, putting my money into companies that are going to make me a, make me a profit through people using debt. Mm -hmm. If I don't believe in debt anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, that's 
you know, it would depend on what, what level of, or what type of ethics you're talking about. Uh, for instance, uh, I've got a good friend who is Muslim who has talked to me and taught me some of the things that the Quran says. Uh, and so if you're Muslim, there's very strict uh, usury rules from a religious perspective. Uh, usury yeah, being Jewish, anything having to do with interest. Well from Judaism. I'm sorry? I'm Jewish, and there's as well for usury with, with in, in, in the Bible. Yes, usury is in the Christian Bible as well, but the Muslim view of usury is anything associated with interest you're forbidden to participate in, and that's not true of Judaism and Christianity. It's just usury in Judaism and Christianity generally. I mean, there's a few different groups that might nuanced uh, differently, but but most of the time that uh, my uh, that, that your tradition or my tradition are talking about usury, it's excessive interest. Now, I'm with you. I don't believe in debt. You know that. You called Dave Ramsey and Jade Washar. You're talking about debt. We hate debt, and we get people out of debt, and we don't do anything at Ramsey to put people in debt. We don't even take credit cards in our online store. You can only use a debit card because that would be very hypocritical in our case. Uh, uh, however, then, I've gotten questions from other people that are once removed, and yours is a little bit on that line. So let's um, – let me think how to equate this from an ethics perspective. It's almost uh, like you are not in control of other people's behaviors and you can't control them. And there's no set of ethics that demand that you do. Mm-hmm. And so um, if someone buys one of my books with a credit card on Amazon, I can't control that. I don't have any, the only way I could control it is to not have the book on Amazon mm-hmm. uh, or I can't control it if they go to Barnes and Noble and use a credit card. Now it's, it's humorously stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's not unethical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't but, see how it's different than using a credit card and getting credit card points of investing in the stock market and making profit off people, other people's debt. Well, the, the, Profit, for instance, let's just say, like, take Home Depot, okay? Uh, Home Depot makes their profit off of two things, the sale of uh, construction materials and hardware, and they have a huge operation called the Home Depot credit card. So some of Home Depot's profits are from the credit card division, and that would be true of almost every single company in America, for that matter, mm-hmm. of any size that would be traded on the stock market. Uh, certainly all the banks make money off of debt. Uh, that's their prime, almost everything they make is off mm-hmm. of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you bought a mutual fund that bought Bank of America stock and Bank of America stocks went up, your point is that, you know, then my mutual fund has profited. But that's so many layers removed from me putting them into debt that I don't see the ethical pro- the ethical issue. If you do see an ethical issue, laser, I don't require that you do it. Um, and generally, when someone does that, they're doing it more on a religious basis than they are a pure ethics basis. Yeah. It's a religious ethics, and uh, that's driving um, driving someone to that. And so, you know, another way, another example, the kind of similar question that we get into sometimes is uh, uh, I- investing not investing in companies uh, from a Christian or a Jewish oh, perspective yeah. that are engaged in sin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so you wouldn't buy 
into a mutual fund if it bought um, uh, a, a liquor stock or a cigarette sure. stock mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, but that again, you, you know, you you it's very difficult to parse all of those things out and keep up with it because also if I buy a stock from you mm-hmm. and you profit from me buying a stock from you. Uh, that has nothing to do. That's like me buying a Chevrolet from you and you made a profit. Yeah. Or I bought a, uh, some, you, you collect shoes, the mm-hmm. Air Jordan shoes. I buy some of those and you made a profit. Mm-hmm. None of that profit went to Nike and none of that profit went to Michael Jordan. That's right. So if you don't agree with Nike and don't agree with Michael Do- Jordan, you and I doing that transaction does not send them a profit. Chevrolet doesn't make any money if mm-hmm. I buy a Chevrolet from you. Yeah. That's, that's uh, good. Th- they made money on the initial sale of the car to the first person mm-hmm. down the line. But when so when you're trading stocks back and forth, uh, the person you're buying from is who's making the money there. Now, he is correct, though, in saying that the stock goes up in value based on the profitability of the company. Absolutely. And the profitability of the company is because people went into debt. That's right. That is a correct conundrum. Mm-hmm. That is a correct uh, ethical quandary that he's asking about. I I have not been bothered by me controlling other people's behavior. I have to control what I engage in. Yeah. And that's my ethics. But I can't I can't make you do something in the name of my ethics. Yeah, that is a very it's definitely something it's it's an interesting thought to think about uh, at the very least. It's very conscious. Mm -hmm. It is very conscious. But I do. You know, I've been sitting here thinking about it and I really think it's. um you can't control other people's behavior. And I think that's the bottom line. Um, some people are going to buy things they can't afford and go into debt in doing so. And when that happens, yeah, that's going to make somebody's profits go up and their stock's going to go up. Um, but like you said, that's really good. It's so far removed from you. You didn't tell them to do that. No one told them to do that. No one caused them to do that other yeah, than it's, themselves. It's kind, of, it's kind of like this. They, the, um, you know, I can't buy stock in Pizza Hut because some of their pizzas are sold on credit cards. Okay. That's as nuanced as then you probably can't buy gas at your corner convenience store because they sell pornography. I mean, you could go you could go down the line with that. You could say, Well, I won't buy stock in Pizza Hut because it's a caloric food and it causes obesity and glutton glutton. Oh. I mean you could go Is that what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> Now I know <laughs> it was I'm pizza a victim. <laughs> I thought it was my fault. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's the thing. There's, you can go down that no, road I mean, in so yeah, many I'm areas. I'm not making fun of you, Laser. I'm making fun of me. But yeah, Laser's, yeah. Laser's got a valid he does. question of conscience. Mm-hmm. Don't violate your conscience anytime you're doing any investing or money transactions. Right. And money is a good subject area to test your conscience mm, okay mm-hmm. i'll tell you another thing another reason you can't buy gas at the corner stock market they sell lottery lottery tickets, tickets. Ah, yes and that's the ultimate in gambling and it's a tax on poor people because 80 percent of the lottery lottery tickets person purchased nationwide are purchased in lower income zip codes yeah so um and yeah. the rest of them are purchased by people who don't do math yeah. And so, um, or can't do math and, or haven't chosen to do math. So that it, you just, it's hard to go to that level of jot and tittle to use an old King James phrase, uh, the, the well, minutia <laughs> and the detail 
Let's use um, a different. Well, it's the, it's the minutia and the details. What it amounts to. If you go into the the the, the nuance, it, it, you can get to yeah. legalism real quick. Well, yeah, and I you don't mean, want to get to legalism. Then you're looking at everything. You're looking at. You almost have to pick your battles because where things are manufactured. Yeah. What type of labor? What were the like? You can really pretty go, much going to be in a cave. Yeah, and that's land, sad yeah. that it's on everything. Stay out there swinging in the culture and have an impact that way. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, hey, and that's up, to guys? walk it's daily Jay. with the Look, Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. If you like what you heard Christ in Jesus. this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.